Well, good morning. So glad that you guys came out to be in the Lord's house. Aren't you thankful that we can still gather together? Man, I, I tell you, that's, uh, that, that's going to come into play a little bit this morning as I share what the Lord has given me. I, I'm thankful to have the opportunity and thankful that a church gives me the opportunity. I'm thankful for our pastor staff who are listening, vacationing, and enjoying time with their families. That's an important thing. That's a super, super important thing. So I'm so thankful to be here this morning. If you have your Bibles, uh, turn to Philippians chapter 3, and we'll start in verse 12. Philippians chapter 3 in verse 12. And if I had to give this message a title, it would be, Who Are You? And, and the reason that I say that is, if someone asks you that, it probably depends on who you're talking to that you'd answer. You know, there's many times that I say, well, I'm Chris, and I'm a physical therapist, or I'm Chris, I'm a professor at the Cumberlands, I teach part-time there, I'm Chris, I play guitar, or there's so many different titles, you know, one that I really like is Dad, I like being called Dad, and newly, glad to be called a husband. So let's all stand, we're going to stand for the reading of the word of the Lord this morning, and I'd ask that you would pray for me and that you would pray for his word, that it would come out the exact way that God would have it. We're going to start in Philippians 3.12. It says, Now that I have already attained, or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to be to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are Ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship, this is who you are, is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior the Lord Jesus Christ, and finally, who we will transform our lowly body, these things that hold our souls inside, that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. If you'd pray for me this morning. Father, I ask God that you would cover me. Father, with your Holy Spirit, your grace, and your mercy, God, that you would allow me, Father, to show that I have your favor this morning, not because, God, of who I used to be, but, God, who I am in your son, Jesus. I ask, Lord, that you would allow this word to keep our attention, and, Father, that someone here this morning, God, it would be exactly what they needed, Father. Because, Lord, I'm thankful to know that when I was in my lowest point, this church, this pastor staff was exactly what I needed, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you would bless this congregation this morning. Let your word be, Father, exactly what you would have it to be and not my words. I ask this in Jesus' name and amen. So we carry a lot of different titles. 
You know, I'm a director of a physical therapy clinic. You know, you kids, too many times people say, well, who are you? Or they may even ask, what do you do? And you'll say, well, I, I dance or I sing or I, I play video games. You might even say, I'm a gamer. You know, my oldest son, that's what he plays. And I don't really play a lot of games, but you'll hear him say, I'm a gamer. You know, here in southeast Kentucky, that's kind of how we associate people is, well, who's your daddy? Well, you're, you're so-and-so's boy. You know, or, or we always try to link by who that we know you through or your family. I'm glad to know that I got a church family that is right here that I'm glad to call. This is my home. And that's what Pastor preached on last week was home and strengthen the home. And when I shared with him this week, I said, Pastor, this is what the Lord's given me. I feel like it needs to be about the individual. And he said, I think that's great, Chris. I think that's exactly what the Lord wants. And that's just how he confirms. So this morning, that's what I want to talk about is who you are. You know, and, and so many times we try to portray who we want to be seen as. You know, and, and what I like to call it as, and you guys have heard of this, this Facebook family happy, or this Facebook happy family. You know, because we only put the pictures we want people to see. Or when, we, when people come into our home, we only have the things out that we want them to see, the pictures on the wall or how everything's organized so that it looks good. And the thing is, is that the truth is it may look good on the outside, but it's really what's on the inside. And I'm glad to know that when God made us, He said, I breathed the breath of life, and you became a living soul. It ain't about this old body. It ain't about what clothes I got on. I asked John, I said, should I wear a suit? Should I wear jeans? She said, maybe those brown shoes will work. I said, okay. Because I want it to look nice. But this morning, I want it to be portrayed as what's good on the inside. And the only thing good about me is that I am a believer in Jesus Christ. He changed me. You know, you may be stuck in the past. Here's the thing. I want to ask you a question this morning. What's the one sin you don't want anybody to know? You've already thought of it, haven't you? See, that's what Satan does. He tries to make you think that's who you are. Or sometimes what he'll do is he'll also use what you've become accustomed to and say, well, that's okay. And he'll let you justify your sin and say, well, that's all right. That's just who you are. Listen, that's not okay with the Lord. Because when it comes to what God's Word says, we can only be who we really are when we're seeking after Him and who that He is. You may be stuck in the past, and you know, Paul is talking about here who you used to be. Now, Papa, I told you it was coming. He said, you ain't going to use me in your sermon, are you? This is one of those John Martin poppy statements. Son, that's why the good Lord gave you a big windshield and a little bitty rear view mirror. It ain't about who you used to be in the past. As this scripture says, it's where I'm going. It's where my eyes are at and what God's drawn me to be. You know, there in verse 13, it says, Forgetting what lies behind 
and straining forward or reaching forward. It's right there within our grasp. You know, the very first sin, it says that Adam hid because he knew what he did from the Lord. And we're no different. That's what we do, isn't it? When we hide, we're trying to hide from everybody else, and we think, well, I guess God don't know either. You might be here this morning, and you might be living in your favorite sin. It might be your new normal. What if we all actually live that James 4, 17 that said as if anyone knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it to him, it is a sin. This morning you may be here and you may say, well, it's okay for me. I'm glad to know I'm not who I used to be. And you may be here this morning and Satan is beating you down, making you wonder and go, God don't love me or there's no way that he could ever forgive me for who I used to be. Or he's also made you so comfortable in your skin that you're just going, well, that's who I am. But if we all had that, that James 4, 17, if a man knoweth to do something and doeth it not, to him it is sin. You know, we can't see this coronavirus but goodness gracious, can we not see the effects of it? You can't see my sin. You see a guy in a suit and think, man, he must have it together. Listen, I'm going to tell you this this morning, church. I may carry a lot of titles. You know, on the front of my Bible, it says Dr. Chris Fuson. I've got a doctorate that I'm still paying for. Probably never pay it off. But I'm glad to know that it's because I have a value that God said, I will pay the ultimate price for you. And no matter what you used to be, that I will change your name. Because listen, my name can be written on the wall at my clinic. And all these different titles and different initials that go after them. People say all the time, what does them little initials mean? I say, it don't matter. It just means I can help you. But here's the truth. My, if my name is not written, if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, in the blood of Jesus Christ this morning, that's the only name that matters. It's about fixing our homes, but it's about fixing ourselves as individuals. You know, there was a woman, it says that Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. And when he got there, he was so thirsty, he sat down by a woman. And I, I will say this, you may be here this morning, and it's your God-ordained time. Just like it was for her. And she, he said, can I have something to drink? And she said, you ask me for a drink? I'm a Samaritan. Because he was a Jew. And in this day and age where we're all worried about individuals and this life matters or that life matters, I'm glad to know that Jesus said, I died for all. And all lives matter. I'm not trying to get on anything political. I'm just standing on the word this morning because it's the only thing that I've got to stand on. But he said, she asked, she said, well, this well is so deep and you didn't even bring a pail. And he said, what I offer is living water. And if you knew who that I am, then you could know who you are. Because it didn't matter that she was a Samaritan to the Lord. He wanted her to know, and she said, well, 
She said, as Samaritans, we believe that a Messiah will come and tell us that. And he said, if you only knew who was sitting right in front of you. So then he asked her, he said, well, where's your husband? And she said, well, I have no husband. Listen, you may be so comfortable in who that you are or who you think people think that you are. Jesus called her out and he said, you're right. You have five. You have five husbands. And I'm telling you, his word says that she ran into the city and she said, come meet the one, the one who changed her life that day. At that ordained moment, you may say, well, the lead pastor ain't here. The worship pastor isn't here. Listen, we got a lot of staff out this morning, but you're here. And I'm glad to know as Kayla shared this morning, God's here this morning. And it's because of who he is that you can be who that you are meant to be. He changed her life right there. And she had no other choice but to go tell everybody, come meet the one who knew everything about me. You know, unfortunately, some of the titles you may carry, you may not be too proud of. You may be abusive or angry or money hungry. You might even just be depressed or lonely. Maybe you grew up in a bad situation. Maybe you're financially strapped. You know, I'll tell you this. I'm no different. And quite honestly, I'm a mess. But I'm glad to know that God is always able to put me back together. Let me show you who you truly are this morning. Lord, if you'd put that picture up of the cruciform ligament. So this, this is a ligament. And again, that's, it's one of the titles I share. That's the laminin. See if you can bring up that other one for me, bro. There you go. So if you look, that's a very distinct shape right there in the middle. What do you guys think that looks like? A cross. They've tried and tried to change the name of this ligament for years but they function together. And here's what it does. It literally holds your head to your neck. It literally holds you up. Without that ligament, it wouldn't just be, who are you? It'd be, where's your head at? But I'll tell you this, without Jesus, where's your head at this morning? Because that ligament, see... It's exactly as God designed it. And when I was at the University of Kentucky and we're looking at bodies, people who have already made their decision on eternity, their time was over on who that they were. I would sit there and we took that scalpel and we would open up the back of the neck and there'd be that ligament. And it is undeniable, people. It's a cross. I'm glad to know that there's evidence that proves who that we are. Because I'm glad to know that he made me in my mother's womb. I'm glad to know that he said, I know the plans that I have for you. And you may be here this morning and you're going, well, that's who I am. Listen, it's not who that you are. Because God made you to be something way more. You're his. Psalms 139, verses 13 through 16, it says, You formed my inward parts. 
You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Aren't you glad to know that He made us? Aren't you glad to know that everything that you think you are, boy, He can change just like that. That woman at the well thought she knew who she was. And listen, we may also hide. Uh, You know, one of my favorite prophets in the Old Testament is Elijah. And Elijah was so beat down from the world, it said that he run to the highest mountain, scared for his own life. And he said that when he got up there, he said, but God, they want to kill me. And the Lord said, Elijah, come on out of the cave here just a minute. Come on into my presence. And it said there come a great earthquake. But it said God wasn't in the earthquake. And then it said there came a great fire. But God wasn't in the fire. It was that little, still, small whisper where He was saying, You're mine. I made you. You don't have to be afraid anymore. You come down from the mountain. You do what I ask you to do because you are mine. I'm going to get real with you a little bit, church. I'm no different. I'm going to tell you who that I really am. I'm just a sinner. But I'm thankful I'm saved by grace. But here's here's what a lot of other people see. I'm a divorced man. I gave it all I had in my last marriage to the point where I didn't know what else to do. So I ran one Friday evening after work. I got my vehicle and drove and I said, I'm going to go somewhere as quiet as I can because I don't know what else to do. Just struggling with life. I went to the falls and wouldn't you know it, it was a pretty day. People everywhere. So I walked around a little bit and I said, this ain't where you want me to be, Lord. So I got my vehicle and I'm driving back down 25 questioning, what am I supposed to do? And I saw Hilltop Road. And the Lord just kind of pulled me that way. So I've turned down that road. Listen, when I was a worship pastor, when I was a connect pastor, I carried all these different titles in the Baptist church. And I'm not talking about Baptist. Don't misunderstand me. But the first church that I ever lead pastored is that's where we did our first outdoor baptism. We went down the hilltop right there where boats are loading, but you can walk out as far as you can. And I remember that evening very well, me saying, who wants to come to the Lord? And one after one, they just walked right down in the water and said, I want to make today my day. And we baptized them there, and they became new. And there was lightning in the distance and all these incredible things that proved who God truly is. When I got down there, I sat down there by myself. I, man, I walked to the bottom of that hill just so slow. Just broken. And when I got to the bottom, I'm going to tell you the truth, church. 
I was already divorced, had already been asked to resign from any title I had. And I knelt down and prayed, and I'm going to tell you the truth. He said, you run to her. And I'm just going to look her right in the eye, because I ain't got nothing to lie. He said, you run to John Hope. And that's what I did. I was never more excited as the day that I accepted Jesus, the day that I became a believer, as that day as I said, you know what, God? I'm on a new journey. You're not done with me yet. I'm thankful to know it's because I ran after her when he did, when I did what he asked me to do, that he put me in this place, and I healed a little bit, and then I grew a little bit, and here we are this morning. I never thought I'd ever be able to preach again. But God said, I'm not done with you yet. Lauren, if you'll bring up that picture of laminin. I want to show you something else. So this is looking at the smallest particle that holds us together. Well, can you tell what shape that is? This is called laminin. And it's the very protein that holds every part of us together. All our tissues, everything. And, and when we look up what laminin does, it does three, three things. It migrates, it separates, and it divides. Oh, I told you the second one was saying. And it adheres. So it's got three functions. You know what's incredible is that's exactly the very thing that holds us together is exactly what we need to do for the Lord. We need to migrate towards Him. We need to separate or divide from the world and from the sin that holds us down. And then we need to adhere to Him. So the very thing that holds us together is the very shape of what defines who that we are. Because listen, it ain't about if you're a father or a mother or a doctor or a lawyer or a pastor or an electrician, whatever your job title is, it is not who that you are. That right there defines who that you are. You are His. You know, too many people are caught up in who they are. It said that Simon invited the Lord over. He invited Jesus himself into his house. But there was a lady who heard Jesus was going to be there. Man, I love this story. Because it says that she had to wear a necklace around her that had a little alabaster box and she would use it just to cover the smell of who that she was. But it says that she recognized who that Jesus was. And that she fell down at her feet, at his feet, and she began to wash his feet with her tears and her hair. And she used every drop of what was left in that alabaster. And listen, that stuff is very, very expensive. It was all that she had. She became who she really is that day and gave up 
that she was. You know, his word says, they'll know us by our fruits. You may be here this morning. I don't know, this is just kind of what the Lord gave me. You may be suicidal. You may be watching online, questioning your life. I don't know, it's just what he gave me. Or you may think that you know God. There's a lot of people that say they know God. You know, Crystal Woodruff was here just a few weeks ago and she shared that in front of abortion clinics, 95% of those women would say they are believers in Jesus, that they're Christians. Listen, that means they could be, but I think there's a lot of people who are mistaken. I believe they're bad wrong. You know, I could tell you a lot about my journey. Two years ago, I thought that I would have accepted a job as a physical therapist with the Houston Astros. Boy, that have made me something. You know, World Series champions. Boy, that would have, I'd have been something then. When I prayed about it, I got a hard no. I had no idea. Guess what? They're under so much scandal now. <laughs> they kind of cheated. Stealing signs. and It's the only way you can cheat in baseball. I wouldn't have had a job. Last year, before I followed what God asked me to do, I would have been the rehab coordinator for, for the Toronto Blue Jays, which means there would have been the general manager, the director of player development, then me. I'd have made six times what I make now. Why am I telling you that? Because when I prayed about it, and listen, I would have had a home in Clearwater, Florida paid for. I'm not telling you that because I'm bragging on who I am. I'm bragging on who God is. Because he gave me a hard no. And that one was hard to turn down. But he knew my journey, brother. He knew this is where I needed to be. He knew I needed to be right here in southeastern Kentucky with the woman that I was going to marry and three children that completely fulfill me. And last week, we were in the pool and little Bella and Landon said, who is God and what does he look like? I said, guess what? You look in the mirror, that's who he is because he made you. And that just blew him away. You know, I'm telling you all that this morning not to brag, church. I'm telling you because here's the truth. You know, I mentioned Crystal Sue Woodruff. She's kept two kids in her entire life. Me and my sister. Never babysat ever again. I was just a kid, nine or ten years old, and she spoke life into me. And that's where I found Jesus. And it was this time last year. I hadn't seen her in over 20 years. She didn't even know I was going to be sitting here. She had no idea that I was already a divorced man going through my struggle. And Jonna was on her way up to the drums and she said, Hey, little girl, stop right there. You can't make that up, church. God knows where you are. He knows the struggle you're going through. He knew that morning and he sat there and he gave Jonna a word through a woman who led me to him over 20-something years ago. 
He can do the same for you this morning. You can't make that up. I couldn't if I tried. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says the old has passed away. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. It's about you as the individual this morning. If they'll come and bring the music, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll soon come to a close. You know, this week, I'll tell you one of the titles I'm not. If you look at my pinky, I'm not a carpenter. <laughs> Yesterday, I was trying to hammer in that, that pergo floor and Oh, man, it stung me. And immediately, John said, oh, gosh, are you okay? And I said, I'm fine. And then I saw the blood trickling down my hand. I said, I'm hurt. <laughs> you can't deny the hurt that you're dealing with this morning, church. Everybody here is hurting. But it's about you as the individual. And the reason that I was laying down that floor is because there's a center closet in the center of our new home. And I'm, I had to gut every bit of it yesterday. And it's because... Me as an individual, I don't want those kids to call me stepdad. I don't want them to call me daddy. I don't want them to call me any of the things that they may think that I am. I want them to call me a child of the king. Because we're making that our prayer closet. And I'm glad the Johnsons are sitting on front. Just a few weeks ago, they shared how they were making a prayer closet in their house. It's about you as an individual. You can come to this altar and pray every day and ask God to forgive you. But are you going to walk in that forgiveness? Are you going to be who God asked you to be? Are you going to migrate towards Him? Are you going to separate yourself from your sin? And then are you going to adhere to what He's called you to do? As we stand this morning, as I come to a close... knew I needed to migrate to this church he knew I needed to break away from who I used to be he knew that I needed a new adherence to a wife that would stand beside me to a church that would stand beside me you may be at home going I'm not ready to go back to church I understand that but I encourage you. You need to be here. If you're physically able, you need to be here because I've needed every one of these people. I found a family that I've always needed because in this time of my brokenness, I needed something even more. We need each other. finish with this this morning you want to fix your home you need to fix yourself as the individual Isaiah 43 18 and 19 it says don't remember the past events pay no attention to the old things I am doing a new thing do you not see it that's what the Lord's looking for we just celebrated year 8 day one it's okay if today's your day it's okay if you mess up tomorrow and you make tomorrow your new day one listen God's more interested in you migrating towards him he don't want you to run and hide he wants you to run to him and grab a hold because who that you are is Jesus in you and if you don't have that this morning 
All you got to do is pray and say, God, I am a sinner. That's who. That's who you got to admit to be. I believe in who Jesus is. He ain't just so-and-so's boy. He's the Creator's son. The Creator who made me in this whole universe. For us to look up at the stars and go, Oh my goodness, that's not a star, that's a planet. He did that just so that you would realize how small that we are, but how much that He loves us. I'd ask that as I pray this morning, if you feel like you need to come pray, you do that, you can pray where you are. God, we ask this morning, Lord, Lord, as I've had to get real, and it's not easy. It's not easy, Lord, to get real with people. But God, I'm asking this morning, as you are begging people, that they would get real with you. Father, that they wouldn't be like Elijah and run and hide. They wouldn't be like me and run and try to find who that they are. God, that all they have to do is ask you to change their life, save their soul, make them a part of this church. Father, that they would see the journey that you have set before. In Jesus' name, as they sing.